Okay, so hello everyone. Welcome to the first podcast of PAP series. A series where I essentially read a paper on my own or discuss any of some other researchers' favorite paper. I find it really interesting because it helps me to expand my knowledge in other areas as well by discussing to other people on what they are actually working on currently. In today's pop, I talked to Sam Shrine from Trinity about fairness in machine learning and their potential problems with current models. The discussion revolved around the paper titled Fairness Definition Explained by Verma and all. So let's get started and I hope you guys enjoy it. Sure. So uh, my name is Seamus Ryan. I'm currently a second year PhD student at Trinity University in Dublin. Uh, I took the long way around to get to the PhD. I had a career before this as a project manager. I spent seven years working at Microsoft, partially in the Dublin, Ireland office, and then in the Seattle American office. Uh, and then I worked as a consultant project manager for a few years after that. I picked this paper because um, I think, so fairness is kind of like transparency uh, or explainability in machine learning in that uh, there's a lot of work going on in academia that's kind of mm-hmm. idealistic and we take our like our toy data sets or really well analyzed data sets and we make them explainable or we figure out algorithms to make them more explainable or challenges related to that. And then you go into the real world mm-hmm. and nobody's doing it, right? Or nobody's even trying yeah. to do it or the data sets are too complex. Uh, fairness is in a very similar position to transparency mm-hmm. in that regard in that there's a, quite a bit of work being done in academia, especially since about 2016, 2017, it really took off um, in trying to figure out how do we ethically deploy um, machine learning models. It says, hey, I've never heard of fairness in machine learning before. This is the paper I sent. Okay, so let's talk about some of the implementation of fairness-based models. Like I'm working on computer vision, so I want to ask how fairness models can be implemented for computer vision-based task. I, 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 so I, I break down the fairness definitions into three categories. I'm not sure whether they go into that in this paper, but in my mind, I do. I think we've got individual fairness, which is fairness making fair decisions about things, which okay. is like uh we, we talk about that as, in terms of an individual so ignore the groups that are involved ignore maybe some of the demographic stuff that's involved is it fair to do this and in the computer vision phase we might talk about is it fair to somebody that we are uh assessing their mood via uh, a video imaging technique right okay. um and like we're ignoring the issues or error rates and demographic just is that action fair um, and that's some of the individual definitions of fairness. And then whether we get that right or wrong. Um, then we've got our group definitions of fairness. And this is probably less applicable in computer vision because we're thinking about does the population uh, represent appropriately in the sample? So for creating, let's say, let's say we've got a, a machine learning model that's uh assigns a medical treatment. Um, and I'm using that example because I'm from a medical background, right? Uh, yeah. we might say, okay. of our population is female, there is absolutely no reason why the cohorts that we created shouldn't also be 51% female. Now, there might be very good reasons why they're not. There might be Mm -hmm. sociological or medical reasons why they're not. But if they aren't, we need to know why that's happening. I know a little bit about explainable AI on a brief Mm -hmm. level basis, but fairness is like, okay, I heard it from you. And then, okay, this, I suppose this is a different sector in machine learning and stuff. So I didn't really know much about this. So maybe you can explain me on that. Sure. So the simple answer is we can have 
uh, fair models that we can't explain, right? We can have uh, where we just look at the output and we say, hey, this machine learning model that recommends healthcare treatments um, works for everybody, right? There's no group that this doesn't work for. There's no group that receives worse outcomes than any other group. And maybe it's maybe it's uh, SVM or some deeply technical model that we can't quite identify the parameters that are causing these decisions to be made. So we can't explain mm -hmm. it, but we can mathematically say healthcare outcomes are better okay. for everybody. Now, there's two conversations there, right? There's the we can algorithmically show it's fair. And mm -hmm. then the other conversation is people perceive it as being fair. Right, okay. that's a separate conversation. Yeah. And I think that if it's not explainable, you as an engineer, me as an engineer, are going to have a hard time yes. making people think it's fair or perceive sure. it as being fair. So sure. they're kind of they're hand in hand, right? I think the field of transparency is going to move forward at the same rate the field of fairness moves forward. And there, there are definitely going to be a lot of there's already a lot of cross citation between the work okay. being done. Um, but uh, it's it's uh, it's it's not necessarily the same field. There is some definitions of fair um, that are in that paper that use causal graphs, right? Okay. Say, yes. hey, we need to be able to create a causal graph and we need to say what nodes are being used here. And we might say, sure. hey, we're making a hiring decision. Our machine learning model is used in a hiring decision. We never want to use gender um, as, a, as, a, as a decision metric, as a decision metric, right? Okay. So we might say, don't use this node. Don't use this okay. node. Now there's two things happening there, right? First mm -hmm. of all, we need to have enough explainability to be able to create the causal graph, which sure. might not be there yet. And then we also need to be able to recreate the model removing that node or no. making sure that node is not being involved okay. or at least the the edge of that node is not connecting to anything important okay. right um, um and and those are two steps and i <laughs> maybe for some models it's there yes not for all models i i think explainable ai is going to go a long way towards convincing somebody like that that this okay. value in this machine learning model i'm a little bit cynical myself of some sometimes i see machine learning being implemented i'm like yeah, machine learning is good, but also if you just hired an intern, they'd be able to do the exact <laughs> same thing for you, yeah. right? Okay. Um, and I guess that's not the point, right? That's not the point here. When you bring in machine learning, you're automating the process. You're making it hopefully more reliable, more consistent. Um, but yeah, I do think uh, well-documented uh, transparency uh, in machine learning and also uh, because I'm from a human-computer interaction research group, we talk about co-design and designing involved. If that, if those group of researchers were sitting down with a machine learning engineer, with a human-computer interaction specialist, and said, "Hey, we're going to work with you to build the model, and you get to decide what sort of safeguards, what are the evaluation metrics that we use in terms okay. of model success," um, that would probably go a long way to it. But yeah, I definitely think transparency uh, is is going to be critical and uh, very, very public and obvious. Fair definitions are going to be critical too. And okay yeah. let's talk about some of the applications about this fairness model like which area do you think this kind of fairness models can be implemented or like you look forward to it? Uh, I think uh, so computer vision is the hard space like you're in a very sure, difficult yes. space to implement fairness models. I think the low-hanging fruit on this is probably anything that's making a recommendation or a decision. So we think about healthcare, you see a lot of publications about justice, right? Legal okay. decisions 
um, using fairness for that. And then also, I think even the example in the paper I sent you was uh, credit scores. Credit scores, credit, yes. credit worthiness. Um, there's two very popular data sets in fairness mm. literature. One is the compass, uh, the data set that you see in this paper. And the mm. other is... Um, Oh, what's the name of it? It's a, it's a data set from America that decides whether someone gets bail or not. So whether someone who's okay. uh, been accused of a crime, whether they qualify to receive bail. Okay. bail. And those are the two ones you see most frequently. And those are areas where I think fairness is, is very important and will be used. Or maybe some people think of fairness as an audit step where you build your model and then we check fairness okay. afterwards. Uh, but really, some of the definitions of fairness, some that exclude data, maybe Bayesian fairness, uh, are involved in the model the whole way throughout, right? You need to have identified what definition of fairness you're aiming for at the start, sure. and then mm -hmm. as you're building your model, you're building. Okay, so yeah, let's talk about some of the current projects which you have been working on. Yeah, yeah. So my current work is uh, trying to design fairness into systems. So uh, mm -hmm. if we let, let, you know the way you wireframe your uh, user interface, you're, you're developing a, an application, whatever it might be. Okay. How can we do that for machine learning, right? How can we design and plan our machine learning model in such a way that we include the requirements from the users? And the mm -hmm. user might say, we absolutely have to have uh, false positives have to be equal for everybody or something okay. like that. Sure. That's, that's a requirement. And mm -hmm. what usually happens now in machine learning is we just kind of throw data at the problem and sure. then we see what okay so what's our what's our region under the curve or uh, whatever evaluation metric we're using okay. at a given point mm -hmm. um and that kind of is what it is and um, so my work is really how can we get designers in the room with machine learning specialists and say okay this is what our users expect these are mm -hmm. what the legal requirements are maybe um, okay. and incorporate that into the whole process of machine learning development. Um, I'm also doing some work on perceived fairness as well, right? What trade-offs are people willing to make if, mm -hmm. let's say that system is slightly less fair, but it's slightly better, right? Okay. For certain, yeah, yeah. what's sure. the, the trade-off you're willing okay. to make? On it? Um, and we've got some work done on that. We're actually using the uh, COVID passports. Uh, you've probably seen some of the, the uh, when you get vaccinated, right? You get a, a, a certain application, whatever it might be. And in terms of application adoption, uh, how unfair or fair okay. do people perceive that? And then what trade-offs mm -hmm. are they to make, right? Towards it. Okay. So, how do you make sure that the algorithm works? One idea which I can get is like having a balanced data set, like mm -hmm. when you're a machine learning model, because when we do this, this is one of the main mandatory criteria to have a balanced data set for each categories. Then we can have a reasonable model, which can give some reasonable reasonable outputs. Mm -hmm. But what if you don't have a, like a balanced data set? How do you handle that in that in this kind of scenario? Well, that's complex, right? So data is this. Whenever I talk to machine learning engineers, they're like, "Yeah, <laughs> bias in data." Bias in data is the problem. The problem's the data. And if the data is fine, everything will be fine. Sure. And that's true to an extent, yes. right? That is that is uh, definitely a better rounded data set, mm -hmm. more inclusive data set is going to solve some of the algorithmic issues. Uh, but also, like, if I talk to a sociologist and they are very concerned about it being used in justice, they would say it doesn't matter how uh, balanced your data set is if the problem the machine learning model to solve tries to solve is unjust right okay. so they the as i said they use the, the credit score example in this paper other papers that use the bail example talk about 
okay, data set does get you better results, but also the justice system in America is so fundamentally broken that okay. it doesn't matter what you do with your model. You're yeah. going to have a biased outcome regardless. Uh, so yeah, uh, balancing the data sets important. And then there's also different things like, can we, uh, like generate like there's talks about debiasing data sets and like mm -hmm. using uh generative models to create synthetic data synthetic with data the hopes sets, of yes. okay uh, and, and that's interesting as well uh the human computer interaction person in me doesn't like like synthetic minority oversampling techniques or other okay. methodologies you see in machine learning right if your data set doesn't contain enough dark-skinned people mm -hmm. don't create fake dark skinned people just go get more dark skinned people right okay just like, okay don't don't synthetically modify your data be more sure. actually inclusive be more practical about this sure like one of the i saw medical research on this recently where they were talking about heart disease and they okay. talking about heart disease uh prediction and uh mm -hmm. they they used synthetic minority oversampling techniques to generate uh synthetic data to data set to create it more balanced and I thought that was just so weird, right? Like, I know it's standard in the machine learning worlds to do sure, this. Sure, yeah. yes. But, like, you're talking about actual humans here. Just sure. go find more humans. <laughs> Pause your research, right? Yeah, obviously, so, they're going to be more hard to relate to people, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I understand why people don't do that, right? Data collection is hard, high quality, oh, yes. rare. Uh, expensive, exactly. And then also, if you're a postdoc on a year and a half contract, you're not going to stop your research for a year while you get married. Sure, yes. Right. Uh, so there, there's pros and cons towards like data uh, management, data analysis towards okay. uh, systems. It's doable and it's almost mandatory, but it's not the yeah. be all and end all of the conversation, I think. So data does play an important role in fairness systems as well, right? Data plays an environment role, but definitely not the only role. Not the only uh, role. It, okay. is, it, is, it is part of the solution, right? Better data, okay. higher quality data is part of the solution. I mean, fairness <laughs> is one of those areas that's just so wild, right? Because Yeah, and like, it's, it's, it's fairly new to me as well. Yeah, oh, it's new to everybody. Well, it's not new, sorry. I was about to say fairness is new. Fairness is one of those, you know, if you see a picture of like two philosophers walking around in like a Greek or Roman temple, they're probably right. talking about fairness. Sure. Right? <laughs> That's how old it is, right? So okay. you look at like old sociological definitions of fairness, right? They've got like process-based, outcome-based, they call it duontological fairness, consequentialist yeah. fairness. Uh, that's interesting to read, right? But it's so impractical in terms of its actual implementation in computer science sure. that now we need to, I won't say we need to reinvent the wheel, we don't, there's been some really great work there, but making it practical so that somebody sitting in an Italian university, you creating a computer vision model, I you, I wouldn't recommend, hey, go read Plato, right? That's, yeah. not, that's not the conversation <laughs> we want to have. Sure. We mm -hmm. need really practical steps that you can take. You can say, hey, I'm never going to have a totally unbiased machine learning model, but sure. if I take these eight steps, I might have okay. a slightly less biased machine learning model or a model I can trust or a model that I can share with people. I think, yes, I think you made a really good point on that. So, And like some of the most egregious examples of bias, some of the bias examples that I use in my presentations come from Google's computer vision, 
Right? Oh. Work. Yeah, mm-hmm. they got some absolute horrid stuff in their data set. They've had some terrible stuff in their data set as recently as early or mid last year, right? Okay. All right. Um, so thank you. Thank you for your time, Thomas, again. I mean, like, it was a pleasure talking to you. No so. problem at all. Really good talking to you as well. Yep. All right. Um, bye then. See cool. you. Good evening. Have a bye. good day. Bye bye.